You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Can you imagine traveling to 15 states, visiting six national parks, and covering over 4,500 miles in two weeks with three kids? Today's special guest will tell you how she did just that with the help of credit card points. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. We are so excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest joining us today. So today we are joined by the Travel Hacking Mom Digital Business Manager, Megan Candelo. Some of you might know Megan. She runs our Travel Hacking Mom Facebook group. She is also an Award Travel Academy and an Award Travel Academy Next Level student. So she is active in those Facebook groups as well. And Megan herself is a travel hacking mom. She has three daughters, including one set of twins. So today she is going to be talking to us all about her Midwest National Parks road trip. We get so many questions about not only road trips, but national parks. And so we thought, who better to bring onto the show than Megan? Because she visited 15 states and six national parks in one trip. They drove 4,500 miles in their minivan with their three kids. So I think this is going to be one that y'all really enjoy and get a lot out of. So Megan, say hello. <laughs> Let's Hi, kick it off. Okay. So. 15 states in one trip is very ambitious. It's crazy. <laughs> especially We're allowed to say kids. that. Yeah, especially with three kids. So tell us all about your trip, where you went, how you used points to make it more affordable and all that good stuff. Okay. So our kids have been road tripping since they were babies. We live in New Jersey, we had family in Pennsylvania, family in New York. So we were driving like six hours to see grandparents in either direction. So literally since like our twins were six weeks old, we were getting in the car and going on road trips. And I have always kind of had this goal. Like I would love to see all 50 states. I just hit state number 40 this last two weeks ago. Um, and our kids are, our oldest is eight years old and we have twins that are seven years old and they have been to 33 states now. Um, wow. So we are working our way. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And we don't count them unless we stop and actually do something. So it's not like we're just driving through and counting states. Like That doesn't count in my book. You're not like my kids who are like, well, we flew over this state. So can we count it? And I'm like, no, you can't count that. <laughs> yeah. No, they know the rules. And we're like, OK, well, we have to go do this one, even if it's like I think on here, one of the silliest things was like this giant buffalo. I was like, we're going to go see the world's largest buffalo. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's 20 miles off the road. That's what we're going to go do here. Well, I, one thing I noticed, Megan, is when I first read the, you know, what you did, 
He said in a minivan, 15 states, six national parks, 15 nights. And I was like, in a minivan? But you use points and miles to make it much better. Because I'm, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a yeah, road tripper well. anymore. I don't like road tripping. And so, you know, if it, and a minivan would just make it worse. So explain to us how you made it better. So we had 12 of our 15 nights on either points or free night credit, um, free, free night certificates. Um, my husband had like a stash of points and Marriott points from traveling for work. He's tra- he works in technology, so he travels quite a bit to see clients. Um, and then we each had the Marriott Bonvoy card. And I was actually telling Alex that if you got the five free night certificates, I think almost every single hotel we stayed at would qualify for those. So if you open two of those, that's like 10 free nights near these national parks in North Dakota, South Dakota areas. So for people who aren't sure like what certificates Megan's talking about, there's an offer that comes out probably once a year, would you guys say about-ish? At least once, if not twice. At least once or twice a year. And it well, it's happened at least probably the last couple of years, I would say, that Marriott has done this where they'll come out with an offer with five free night certificates up to 50k a night and so these places that Megan stayed at they're typically all less than that so I feel like sometimes that's the hard thing with Marriott is where do I use these certificates and these are great where you're going to share great options for these Marriott properties to use those so keep an eye out if this is if you're like okay I want to replicate Megan's trip keep an eye out if you see that offer come up in the future yeah and i also want to say we started our trip in upstate new york i live in rochester um you could easily start this in chicago you can start it in um, rapid city south dakota there's a couple different options of like you could just start it from those different points and work your way and see the majority of what we saw without having to go from upstate new york ohio all the way over to chicago first so our first night uh we drove from rochester to cleveland we try to keep our driving days under eight hours. Um, typically, like the six hour range is the sweet spot with the kids, because after that, then it's just they're just watching movie after movie and it's just too much. <laughs> um, so we went to Cleveland and we had our first overnight and um, we had been to Cleveland before. So that was just a quick we stayed at a residence inn, and that was in Avon right outside of Cleveland. And from there, we went straight to Indiana Dunes National Park. And that was on our route right over to, towards Chicago. And we spent a few hours at Indiana Dunes. We went down to the beach and played in the water. We did a couple short little hikes, visited the visitor center. The kids love um, the national parks have like a passport where you can get stamps when you go to the national parks. And my kids like love collecting those. So we went and did that. And after then we ended our next night in Chicago. And that was our first like big stop. Is that a national park, the Indiana Dunes National Park? Is that one that you can easily do in a day or you don't need to dedicate yeah. like a whole trip totally. to it? Like that was easily done in one day. There are some more like advanced hikes that you could probably spend a couple of days like targeting those. But with a family, it was it was a few hours at the beach. And that's really what, what it all was. Nice. Um, so then we headed to Chicago and we stayed at the residence in downtown Loop. And that was actually really great. We were able to park the car and kind of walk most everywhere. We went and got pizza. Um, we went and walked down to the Big Bean. And we were able to just walk to all those places easily from that hotel. And the next morning, we drove to Pepin, Wisconsin. And kind of what 
kicked off a lot of the Midwest tour stuff was Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> we, I tried to tie in some sort of like literary adventure along with our road trips. And we happened to like go through a lot of the Laura Ingalls Wilder um, stuff. Like we got to see like her little museum in Pepin, Wisconsin. That was her birthplace. Um, we read Little House in the Big Woods before we went on our trip and you can go see and there's actually like a replica Little House in the Big Woods on the property of where she was born. And we stayed in Winona, Wisconsin and at a Fairfield Inn. And this, again, was one just one of those hotels that was just kind of in the middle of nowhere. There was like a Target down the street. It was just super convenient to be close enough to the site, but also close enough to where we could like restock all of our supplies after a couple of days being on the road. I would think, I noticed that you did residence in before and then the Fairfield. So you were getting free breakfasts. Oh, there we go. Have some breakfasts again. I'm so sorry, you guys. You got free breakfasts every morning. Is that right? Yes. And when we're traveling with our kids like that, they don't care that the breakfast is not that great. They're so excited to just pick what they want. Um, We have a little like travel cot in some of these rooms. They do have like the two queen beds with the pull-out bed, but some of them were just two queen beds. And we have a, like a little travel cot and we bring a sleeping bag and the kids kind of like rotate. They go bed to bed to the cot and they just keep going in a circle. So it's equal from fair for everybody. And I will say that all three of us, maybe four, I don't know how, I don't know which hotel team you're on, Megan, but we are all Hyatt fans. But I will say that as far as footprints go, Hyatt has a much smaller footprint than Marriott or Hilton or IHG. So I do think a lot of times when you're talking about road trips, stopping in these smaller cities and towns, it does make sense to diversify your points if this is your goal. Because I'm assuming a lot of these places, I mean, obviously Chicago would, but a lot of these smaller cities and towns may not even have a Hyatt, not even a Hyatt place, you know? And so it is good to have those Marriott points or IHG points. I find IHG has a lot of like holiday inns or comparable hotels along uh, road trip routes. So, yeah, good to good to diversify if this is your That's goal. That's a good point coming from the Hyatt queen. <laughs> it is. I can acknowledge where Hyatt has, you know, their fault. Their one fault. Others, others might be better. <laughs> their so. one fault. Smaller footprint. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, from Wisconsin, then we headed through North Dakota. Um, we were heading to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. That was our next big stop. But North Dakota is a very long state when you're driving through it from east to west. So we stopped in Jamestown, North Dakota, and there's this cute little like frontier, like western village you could go to. And that's where the giant buffalo statue was. And they had like all these like little like Americana kitschy kind of things where you could like go and they had like the little the jail that you put your head in the thing (laughs) like it was really cute and that was just a quick night stay at a Fairfield Inn in Jamestown and then we headed to Theodore Roosevelt National Park and that was one of our big that still is probably one of our favorite national parks we've gone to and it's often overlooked because it's so far north in the country Um, a lot of people go into Rapid City and go to Badlands and see uh, Mount Rushmore and all that stuff but Theodore Roosevelt seemed to have some of the best nature and wildlife like we saw so many wild horses just roaming right from the road we didn't even have to hike far to get to those Um, and little prairie dogs everywhere and our kids just they still talk about that national park 
I love that you just shared that too, because that has never been a national park that I've really even, is that terrible to say? I've never even heard of it. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a West, you know, a West Coast girl born and raised in California. And I'm not, I mean, I've only been to like Arches National Park. I think maybe that's the only one I've been to because I live in Utah. I've got a lot of work. I got a lot of catching up to do. So I love hearing that like this because, you know, you've been to a lot. So to say this is one of your favorites is pretty cool. Yeah. And so we actually this is one of our two nights that we didn't have on points because there really is nothing. I actually have scrolling back through my pictures and we have a picture of the gas station there and it literally looks like it's from like 1972. Like it doesn't even have the digital (laughs) like the thing like ticked over as you're pumping your gas. Like (laughs) So there were no uh, brand hotels. I think. I think there was there was one Wyndham. I made a note. There was a Wyndham in town. So if you have Wyndham points, you could use them there. Um, but we stayed at the Badlands Motel, which was right outside the park. Literally, you could see the mountains of Theodore Roosevelt National Park outside. And even though it was a motel, it, I am very skeptical of motels, but this was a very nice. It was recently updated, so everything was all brand new. Um, very well taken care of and the town there had so many restaurants and cute little things for like shops for the kids to look at and that night they so they have this big show that they do and it's called the Medora Musical and it is like they do like country line dancing and it's kind of like a variety act and they had magicians and like it was just very very cute and this is like the big thing to go see while you're there. And after we had our couple of days in Theodore Roosevelt National Park and Medora, we headed down through Wyoming. And so we went and cut through Montana a little bit and then down through Wyoming to Devil's Tower National Monument. And that's not a national park, but it is a very cool national park site to go see. And if you had more time, we could have went to Spearfish Canyon or Deadwood in South Dakota on our way to Rapid City. So once we got to Rapid City, we stayed at a residence inn and we had three nights here. You easily could spend like a week. And there were so there was so much to see, like just in that general area within a couple hours drive either direction. Um, we stayed at the residence inn, but there was a ton, like I just took a quick look. There were no highest, but there was a ton of Marriott and IHG brand hotels. And from there we did Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, um, Wind Cave National Park, uh, Badlands National Park. And there was a lot of like little things in there too, like this mammoth site. And it's an actual like active archaeological dig site right now. And so you can go in and they found like hundreds of mammoth like bones in this pile. And they think it was like some random like water that dropped off and they just kept all falling in. And they discovered this site, like a farmer found it. And now you can go and watch them actually like digging the bones out live like during the day. And it was very, very cool. That's amazing. Yeah. My like kids would love that. I need to do this. I need to <laughs> yeah. do this trip. I'm like, we just going to take the kids out of school because never- this just sounds like a lot more. They get a lot more out of this trip than they do from maybe going to school. <laughs> right? Who needs school? We need to just go on this road trip. And this is the one area that she talks about that I have been to. Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse. Amazing. I would love to go back again. We did that a few years ago. I think it was the tail end of COVID, and we took grandkids, a couple um, couple of us took grandkids. So much fun. I was awestruck at, at Mount Rushmore. 
I think everybody should see it. I think Crazy Horse is amazing. I just love the whole area. I think is is it Custer Park mm-hmm. there? Is that Custer State Park? Park? It's yeah. a state park. State but... park, gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. everything in that area is beautiful. So you're you're talking my language here when you're talking <laughs> about this area because I've seen it and I can vouch that it is amazing and everybody should go to it. Yeah, and I agree. Going back to Mount Rushmore, like growing up, we road tripped a lot. Um, my dad didn't like to fly, and we would all get in our, our station wagon and go all the all over the, all over the place. But we never really made it further west than like St. Louis, and. Mount Rushmore was always this like site that was such a bucket list thing as a kid. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to see that someday. And I go, when we got there with our kids, I was like, this is so amazing. (laughs) It just seems so surreal to go see it because it is so far when you think about it, like coming from New York, like it took us like multiple days to even get there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but if you just flew into Rapid City, you could see it like in like an hour. (laughs) So we spent a couple of days there and we did all of the different things. And Custer State Park was very cool. They have a wildlife loop. And it's you just see buffalo and deer and like so many different animals. Um, and they have this needle point highway. If you have an RV, do not go. We saw lots of RVs getting stuck. Um, <laughs> you're able to. It is. And you go through these like little arches that are ca- carved out of the stone as this you climb up the mountain, like literally twisting and qu- turning the whole way up. And from there, we headed stopped at the storybook island it's also this kind of like little like play area for kids and i actually think it might it was i'm pretty sure it was free and you go and it's just like a huge playground and all these like giant like fiberglass characters it's like all the storybooks um, like the woman who lived in a shoe and all it's it's very very cute for my kids at that at the ages they were um, and from there, we went to the Minuteman Missile Silos, National Historic Site, and then headed on our way to Badlands, passing through Waldrug Store. And Waldrug is also one of those very big um, road trip sites. It was, it's been there since the 1930s. It was made famous because as people were moving west, they started advertising free um, cold ice water. And they, all the like, wary tra- travelers would stop there to get their free ice water. And you can still go there and they have like these little cups and things you can go fill your water up. And there's like stores and rush and a whole bunch. So, Megan, I'm you're totally selling me on taking my kids to go do this trip. Did you enjoy your stay at that residence in Rapid City? And is it fairly close to these things? Everything, everything was really close. And where that was, there was like every chain restaurant. There was like Olive Garden and Chipotle and anything you can think of. It was it was a very like built up tourist area. Um, so like staying in that area in Rapid City, it was it was so nice to be able to just hop in your car and be at the next site within within an hour. That's nice. And what time of year was this that you went? Summer. We were okay. there like the end of July into beginning of August. Okay. Was it? And what is the weather like there? Is it like pretty hot? It's, it's hot. hot. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's the plain, so it's like it gets hot in the summer, then they get super snow in the winter. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm putting it on my list of places to take my kids. Was it pretty crowded, like all these sites that you went to, or was it not too bad? It actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I don't know how your kids are, but mine are early risers, even with the time change. So we were up and out getting our free breakfast at like 7 a.m. and then on the road. 
So we were hitting a lot of places. And like as we would leave them around lunchtime, then they were starting to get busier. But nothing was like super crazy for being there in the like dead of summer. Well, as a parent of an early riser also, it sounds like this is a great trip for families because those are probably the ones who are hitting the sites earlier than everyone else. Right. Yeah. Well, it's also before all the tour buses show up. That I think that is probably the worst part. It's like when you when we were leaving places, little tour buses of like 60 people just pouring into every all the sites. But the early mornings until like lunchtime were totally fine. So after Rapid City, we headed to Badlands National Park. And this was another one where we did not stay on points, but we stayed at the Cedar Pass Lodge. And that is run by the National Park Service. So it's like inside the park. Food is very limited, but they're all little cottages almost, like cabins. So you have like a full bathroom. You had two queen beds. You had a porch and a picnic table. And then you just walk out your back and the mountains of the Badlands National Park are just right there. We had so much like wildlife just coming up like right into the campground. It was really, really cool. The only thing I'll say is that the food was very limited. They just had like hamburgers and I think that was really like it at the (laughs) restaurant, like inside the park. So bring your own food. Yeah. (laughs) And so there was a there's a ton of family friendly hikes at Badlands. Um, We even did the Notch Trail. And that's kind of like I was a little skeptical because I'm not a big fan of heights. But so they had this like ladder made out of like logs and rope that you have to like climb up to get up to the trail. And my kids were just like went right up. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. (laughs) But even even that. it does like drop off, but my kids, this was, this was only a year and a half ago. So they weren't too small. They were, they were big enough to understand. Don't go close to the edge. Don't make any crazy choices. Like they, they listen pretty well in those types of situations. So then we had a couple of days in Badlands and then we headed south down through Sioux City, Iowa. And we stopped in Mitchell, South Dakota at Corn Palace. And this is another one of those like, this whole town, their whole thing is corn. So they have this whole museum kind of this like castle house built out of like corn and murals. And there's like little corns on the cob statues you can get your pictures with. And it was just it was very cute. Um, it's definitely like worth it just to stop for an hour or two and get some popcorn and then get in the car and go. And on the way south, we went through back to Laura Ingalls Wilder. We went through the Ingalls Homestead in South Dakota and Sioux Falls. Um, and we went to see all the like little waterfalls right in Sioux Falls. And we headed to the Warrior Hotel in Sioux City, Iowa. And I see that's a Marriott autograph collection, isn't it? I am a fan. I mean, I love the autograph collection from Marriott. They're usually a little bit more boutique Most of them that I found have been super cute. What was this one like? It was very cool. It was brand new. I think it kind of was supposed to open right before COVID happened and then it kind of got delayed. So we were staying there probably it's like first for probably its first like full summer being open. It was right in town. We were able to walk to a couple cute little restaurants, but the hotel itself was rather like it had like the fancy toilet that had the remote. It had the TV from the bathtub. Like it, it had all the all the fancy features. All the bells but and it, it was it was really, really nice. <laughs> Pam's ears perked up. She's like, I think I can do a road trip if it includes an autograph collection hotel. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then from there, we headed down to Omaha, Nebraska and on to Kansas City. 
Oh, back to Sioux Falls. There's also a Lewis and Clark Museum. It was very, very cool. So you can kind of follow follow Lewis and Clark's whole like trail um, as they like, discovered went across America. And they had this like interpretive museum where the story is told from the dog's point of view. And it was really, really cute. They had like these animatronic people that you go and you push the button. They tell you the story. And they had little like passports you can go and get your stamps as you were going through the things. It was very interactive and the kids really liked that. Um, so from there, so we went down to Omaha, Nebraska and on to Kansas City. And we had barbecue for dinner in Kansas City. And we stayed at the residence in Kansas City at the Legends. Um, we just had a quick one night there. And then we went to St. Louis. But on the way to St. Louis, we stopped at Walt Disney's boy- boyhood home in Marceline, Missouri. and that was very, very cool. It's kind of like this is the town that inspired Main Street at Disney World. Um, so it's like where he grew up and they had a cute little museum with all the features there. And you can kind of like walk down Main Street and they kind of point out like what was taken from the town, like the ideas to create. That's really that cool. I wasn't that, yeah, I wasn't so thinking cool. we were going to get some uh, Disney stuff in our Midwest National Parks road trip. So even the Disney fans. <laughs> Even the Disney fans might be like, I got to go to see Walt Disney's boyhood home. Well, so we took that Disney cruise on the Disney Wish and the main buffet restaurant is called Marceline Market. And I asked one of the I had no idea that that's where he his boyhood home was. And so I was like, what's up with Marceline Market? Like most of the other restaurants are like obvious Disney, you know, like Tiana's place, you know. And they said, oh, Marceline, that's where he grew up. And I was like, oh. So I actually did know that one. (laughs) But it was very cute. They had a lot of, like, Disney stuff, like, different sketches from different cartoons. And um, they had, like, a little session where you could, like, sit and learn how to draw some cartoons. And it it was very, very cool. Definitely, if you're in the area, worth a stop. Um, And on the way from there is... Uh, Warm Springs Ranch, and that's where the Budweiser Clydesdale farm is, and that's where they raise the Clydesdales that you see in those like Budweiser commercials. Um, so you can go and you can get tours and see like the baby horses and like how they're raising them and how they do all their training and grooming them, and it was that's very cool too. So, and we headed to St. Louis, and we stayed at a Courtyard Marriott in Brentwood, which is kind of outside the city. But we spent time, we went to the Gateway Arch National Park and we did a riverfront cruise, like on one of those like big paddle boats. Um, and that was that it was a little long for the kids, but it was very cool for us. Like <laughs> the more I hear about this, maybe I wouldn't hate road trips as much if, if I went with you because you have it jam packed with things that sound so fun to do. That, that's part of my problem. We've had a hard time, like with my husband. He's all, he's always like, "Can we do it more my speed?" He always wants everything to slow down, and I'm like, "But there's so much to see. We gotta go." <laughs> I mean, Pam, think of all the hotel hopping you could do on a road trip. You know, I mean, this is this is starting to sound kind of right up your uh, alley. I'd I'd rather fly and then road trip. I mean, <laughs> hotel hop when I get there. But I have to admit. Her activities sound really fun, but I think I'd fly there and then do it. <laughs> um, and then from there, we kind of were like, when we get to an end of a road trip, it's kind of, we get to the point of, we're just ready to get home. 
Um, so we drove to Columbus, had a quick overnight there at the residence in Columbus Airport. And we just picked that one because it was the lowest points value. <laughs> and it was uh, like ha- the half distance between St. Louis and home. Um, and then so the next day we just did a quick stop through Cayuga Valley National Park. Um, and that's in Ohio. And they have a very cute little train that you can do a train ride through. That would be really awesome to visit this time of year in like October to see the leaves changing. It's very like there's so many trees and like the woods there and all the little hikes that you could take like right from the visitor center. Um, and then from there, we just headed home up to Rochester. So I got a oh, I got a question for you. Real okay. Yeah. If someone doesn't have did you it was 15 nights that you did. If someone doesn't have 15 nights, but mm-hmm. maybe they have a week. I'm assuming that you think we sh- someone should do rapid, like stay in Rapid City and do all of that stuff. Is there other things that are a little close, like maybe not like two days drive that if someone wanted to put in like a week long trip, where would you recommend? I'm basically I'm asking you to tell me what should I do for a week, Megan, I think- when I take my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think for a week, I would fly into Rapid City and I would because Theodore Roosevelt National Park is only a couple hours north of Rapid City. So you could probably do that and you could skip the Montana, Wyoming section of going over to Devil's Tower. Um, Devil's Tower really, it's kind of you just kind of walk around. It's just a, a giant rock formation in the middle. So like I would skip that and do Theodore Roosevelt National Park down through Rapid City and do... Wind Cave National Park, Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, and then go over to Badlands. And I think that would be a full week of like nature and very cool things that you wouldn't get okay, at cool. other I love it. parks. I seriously, but part of me was like, well, this this is so random, you guys. But the idea of going to these little kind of hole in the wall places and seeing like a corn palace sounded kind of fun to me. And seeing like these random so little fun. spots and like getting pictures at each spot. And like, oh, today we stopped at the Corn Palace. I don't know. Just totally screams like American road trip to me. And and that's what I would say Medora, North Dakota, where Theodore Roosevelt National Park is. They had that Medora musical that totally fits that, too, because they have like Medora up on the hillside, like the Hollywood side. And it's just very like it's just so... I don't know. It was just a very like lovely Midwestern American experience. I feel like I love it. No, I I want to do like I feel like we're gonna end this recording, and I'm gonna go tell my husband that I want to do this, and he seems like, "Who are you? And what have you done with my He's wife?" He's gonna say we because... were not staying at the Park Hyatt. There is no park like, right now. Are there spas at any of these hotels? Uh, <laughs> no, but what I wanted to ask was, so obviously you stayed at a lot of hotels. Are there any of the ones that you listed that you would not return to or were they all just like great? I, I mean, I, I, assume road yeah. Trip, yeah. I assume on a road trip, you're kind of just like, you're not really there. You're just there to. You just are like, I need a sleep, clean basically. place to lay my head at night. Exactly. Like out. these are not like. I feel like especially kind of since COVID, my standards for hotels have gone up with like germs and kids and touching everything. Um, But these were all totally fine. Like nothing was terrible. Nothing was not what you would get out of the reviews checking, though. I mean, I don't stay at any hotel that's less than like 4.3 out of five stars. Like that's like my cutoff. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> good to know. Okay. That's a good hint there. Travel hacking hint. Yeah, like when I'm looking at Google reviews, and then I go in Google reviews and I search in the little search box, I put like kids or families and I get like parent opinions because parent opinions are often very different than solo travelers or couple opinions. But, but um, I did have a couple last little tips to add for national parks. All veterans can get a free National Park Pass every year. I actually think they don't even have to get a pass anymore. Uh, my husband's a veteran. He was in the Marine Corps. And a couple years ago, you would, he had to go with his like veteran's ID and get a pass. I think now they can just show their veteran's ID at the gate and just get your whole car of people in for free. And also, every fourth grader can get a free National Parks Pass through the Every Kid Outdoors program. And you just go online, you fill out the little information, it prints out a certificate, and it's just totally free and you can use it that same day. So I think that's like a really great tip, especially if you have fourth graders coming up. And Alex, since you want to plan this trip, you better plan it while one of those boys well, are in Well, my second grade. oldest is, is in fourth grade right now. So we better get going. Well, we better get, better get going. You're going to have to wait a couple of years till Kai gets in fourth yeah. grade. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Megan. You made a road trip. Sound enticing to Pam. And we all know I'm over road trips. So that is pretty <laughs> remarkable in itself. Doesn't mean I'm going to road trip it, but it was really great. And it sounded really fun. You'll, you'll fly there and meet us I then, right? I will do Mom? that. Yes, 100%. So if any of you are ready to get started so that you can turn your bucket list dreams into reality, be sure and sign up for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free. We'll include a link to register in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you. 